and welcome back to the Fandalorian Club from Apocalypse Movies. I am Jacob Barley. I am joined by Brian Avalicino, and we should have Mr. Jake Berlin here in a few minutes or so. It'll it's it's only right that he's going to join us because Boba Fett is one of his favorite characters. This is our review for the Book of Boba Fett, Episode One: Stranger in a Strange Land. Brian, how's it going, man? How you doing? Doing good. Just surviving the holidays and this is, I feel like I, I don't think I've podcasted in like at least a week. So it's very yeah. weird. It feels like I'm starting something new, but as yeah, a fire it, truck goes by, of course. <laughs> it's weird when you do it so often and then you take a break. Mm-hmm. Like almost because we both have multiple YouTube channels that we operate on, and it's like there's always something every day to record. Hundred percent. Yeah. So uh, I'm. I'm. Hope you enjoyed your time off, though, man. Was it nice? Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah. Of course. It's always nice to get a little bit of a break. Although I missed seeing everyone, especially the people in the chat, like John Booz and Artie Films. Hello, guys. Absolutely. Thank you both for joining us. Uh, I actually went to the Kings game last night, which. Ooh. Uh, Gio, he works at the hotel, like right next to the stadium or the mm-hmm. arena. So he gets free tickets every once in a while. We went to the game and it ended up being a buzzer beater winning game by the Kings. So oh. even though I'm not a fan of either team, it was such a fun experience. It was That's pretty cool. Who did they play? Uh, the Mavericks, but no Luca, of course. The only reason I oh, really wanted to go was to see Luca play, but he wasn't playing. Of course. Oh, of course. It was still fun though. Christoph's Porzingis is freaking huge, man. Oh, I looks like it. A t-rex out there but anyways we're here to talk the book of boba fett wow i didn't realize how excited i was for this series until it actually got here i i love that score that plays over our our intro that that's amazing mm-hmm. but i don't know about you brian i'm not the biggest boba fett fan in the world of course i love his armor i always thought it looked cool i've become a bigger fan of him through the animation stuff and through mandalorian uh, were you looking forward to this maybe as much as somebody like Jake or were you, was it kind of mild for you? I mean, I think Jake would say that he's probably the most excited. Um, I love Boba Fett. He was one of my, my favorites uh, growing up. I had all of his little toys. Um, I'm not like psychotic crazy for him. Like that he's the greatest character of all time. Da 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 da. But um, yeah, of course, I'm always excited for um, one of these original characters to kind of get their, their, what's the phrase? Their due. Their due. Yes, thank you. It's it's been a while. Um, Their respect. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, what character arguably needs it or does it or should have it more than Pope of Fett because he's, literally like yeah in five minutes of the original trilogy and became so popular and yeah exactly so i mean he seems perfect to do something like this for so uh yeah no i was stoked um very curious to see where they go with it so yeah what about you yeah i mean like i said i he was never a top five favorite character of mine but i think honestly what made me a bigger fan of him is Django Fett because while attack of the clones is arguably the worst star Wars movie that the intro, like I never had any problems with Django Fett in that movie. Mm -hmm. And the fight between him and Obi-Wan is one of my favorite fights in all of star Wars. So I, I think just, I love that 
Tamar Morrison is returning to play Boba Fett. And it makes like, it's the most logical sense because he's a clone of him. So he would look exactly like him. It works out perfectly for real yeah. life and the star Wars world. But uh, all that being said, how did you feel about the first episode? So I'll definitely say when I first watched it, I was like, that's it. <laughs> like we were, that's it. Like, <laughs> like I was, I was bummed. I definitely was like, man, I wish they would have like done like a one first and second episode. But then like, I kind of sat around on it more and I was like, this is literally just the first one. Like it, they're not going to throw the kitchen sink at you on the first one. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I try to look at it. It's like the first 30 minutes of a movie. <laughs> like, yeah. And you, you wouldn't be like, what? That's it. You, you just keep continue watching, but we just have to wait a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I saw someone say on Twitter, like, you don't expect the freaking Avengers Endgame craziness in the first chapter of a book. And that's what these are. They're chapters of a book. Yeah. So it's like, once I kind of like sat there and was like, okay, that makes more sense. Like, I guess I'm just being a spoiled brat saying like, <laughs> give me all this. I need him flying around shooting jet, like all this. Like, then I was like, okay, that was a pretty good episode. Um, I mean, we got some questions answered. I don't, well, I guess, yeah, questions answers that's been 40 years in the making of like did he survive how did he get out uh, da, 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 da. so it's like for what it's worth like i mean a lot of people have been wondering those things for 40 years and they finally answered that and that alone is a ginormous deal yeah absolutely uh I i'm kind of with you honestly when i first watched it i was like I thought we had like at least maybe five or 10 more minutes left of the episode. I was like, what? Here's the thing. It, everything that happened in the episode is well done and mm -hmm. it's good, entertaining, a couple reveals, but nothing hooked you and was like, you, you're not like, oh my God, I cannot wait for the next episode. I did not feel that way. Yes, because it's a Star Wars show and because it's Boba Fett, of course, people like us diehard Star Wars fans, we want to see the next episode, but it wasn't like the first episode of The Mandalorian, right? Where it's like, oh my goodness, like, and they revealed Grogu, right? Yeah. It, there was nothing like that to, like, if you never watched anything Star Wars and you just watched this, I don't think that person would be like, oh my God, I'm hooked. I have to see the next episode. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but, I mean. Um, yeah, go yeah, ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, that's completely fair. Like, if I was to show this to someone watching Star Wars for the first time, they'd be like, okay. Like, <laughs> but like to us that have wondered a simple question, how do you get out of the Starlight pit? That was answered. We now have that in this episode. Yeah. So, well, let's talk about that. So we, there's been fan fiction. There's been, you know, expanded universe stuff all written about this. We've talked like, uh, John Boo says, we've been asking these questions and answering them since, you know, 1983. Uh, we finally got to see a literally how it happens. So how do you mm -hmm. feel about that? I loved seeing the dead stormtrooper in. Yeah, this, that was like cool. just having like another thing in there. 
and I know people, I've seen so many people like, oh my God, that that's, why'd they put that in there? He, he wasn't, there wasn't stormtroopers in episode uh, oh six goodness. when they saw, and I'm like thinking to myself, the stormtroopers could have been there for God knows how long. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> supposedly it takes like a thousand years to yeah, digest. It, that's literally like the number one thing known about the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, chill. <laughs> like, we know stormtroopers can be stupid. Maybe one was just wandering around and got eaten at some point. Um, but yeah, just that, it was so just like, ugh, you're inside. Yeah, it's kind of claustrophobic. Yeah, you're anyway, like inside yeah. the gut of this disgusting thing. And he's just like slowly getting digested. But I mean, him getting out was dope. I know I've seen pretty much everyone say, um, someone in the chat can tell me what show it is, but um, Patton Oswalt, like they literally- Oh, it's from Parks and Rec. Yeah. Parks and Rec. Okay. Yeah. It's where it's this, yeah, filibuster scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's literally like exactly how he says it. The hand comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. so, and I think. I think I saw someone say he's even credited in the, uh, the credits. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I almost kind of wish that part was a little longer. Like, yeah, I don't know no, really what more you could do, yeah. but, um, just actually seeing as a motorcycle goes by, um, just actually seeing that happen. I mean, we've been saying like i said for the ninth time 40 years like boba fett did he live did he make out of the south scarlack pit like how did he do it now we know he literally yeah, it was like, cool that it, it shows how you know resourceful boa is because he was like he used the oxygen from the stormtrooper suit to like feel or i just add oxygen down there because you need oxygen for fire right to mm -hmm. to light so that that was super smart of him and he might not have had another way out if that stormtrooper wasn't in there yeah i mean i just it's it's so that was like that might have been like honestly my favorite part just because it's like yeah I, that's something like we've been wondering for so long and just like to see him actually do it. And I almost kind of wish they would have shown like more of him, like trying to get out, like what mm -hmm. he did. But I mean, clearly he, but yeah, I think his way out of it. So yeah. Like, we got the gist of it. Why show him the rest of it when, all right, we got it. He's, he's using his fire to get out and he, he yeah. crawls out and yeah, it's, I'm, it's interesting because I wonder if he wasn't wearing a suit, would he just die right away? Because probably with like the acid like just destroy your skin is his suit the only reason he kind of survived which was pretty cool uh we Probably. saw his suit get taken <laughs> by the jawas freaking jawas those little interesting grubby handed guys always yeah. always opportunists stealing everyone's stuff um but i think uh before we get any further yeah, perfect timing because we're we're right at the beginning of the episode to bring mr jake berlin in Jake, how's it going, man? You made it safe. Please. I made it safe. Uh, I'm good. It's you know, it's been a day, but it's it's good. So uh, awesome. We, well, we were Boba just Fett. saying we couldn't do the first episode of Boba Fett without you because you are a huge Boba Fett fan. 
Uh, we basically just have gone over our g- general thoughts and him escaping the Sarlacc pit. So you want to talk about your general thoughts and then we can move on to that? Uh, general thoughts is I liked it. I wasn't blown away. Um, yeah, we kind of felt the same way. But it, I mean, that's what I expected. Out of all of the stuff that's happening with Star Wars, this will be by far the hardest thing to tell story-wise. Um, because Boba Fett's history is like so all over the place and the five-year gap and like, all of that space to fill is going to be very difficult. Um, and it's funny. We've talked so much about like something like the Sarlacc pit mm-hmm. uh, and him escaping it and like how he escaped it. But ultimately when you really think of it, it's exactly how it should have been. Like the dude just literally climbed out five minutes later. Like that's, <laughs> that's how it's supposed to happen. Um, nothing really special. No, not like he's not like killing the Sarlacc or anything. He just climbed out. Um, but no, I, I like story things that are happening. Um, I can see that a lot of potential in the show, but it's going to be something that's going to probably take a little bit of time to get used to because it's going to be very different. I have a feeling the flashbacks are going to be, um, throughout the entire show. Yeah. It seems uh, like but it. that's something I'm sure we'll get to. So I'm excited about the flashbacks personally. I know a lot of people are pit or like, no, I don't want this whole show to be flashback. I'm, I'm fine with it. There's a yeah. lot of Bofet story between episode two and <laughs> where it is right now yeah, he first, wasn't he wasn't with yeah. the raiders the entire time so yeah yeah and i mean i think he does go back to them event obviously because that's when we meet him in the mandalorian he's kind of it seems like he's with them but uh it seems like he's kind of earned his his like a second home there in a way but yeah so we talked about the starlight pit so basically it seems like the way we're going to get these flashbacks is every time he goes into the Baptist tank he's going as when we're going to see. And I guess he sleeps in there or does he only go in there after a fight? Did you guys notice his scars are gone? Well, that's from... what a back to tank heal is. It's yeah. heals you. It heals you. Uh, it's funny, actually, Jacob, this is like something that I thought of the second this all happened. It's very much what Arrow does with the flashbacks yes. and the stories, mm-hmm. right? Present day flashback, present day flashback, and everything yeah. kind of mel- melds together. I'm interested to see if that continues. Yeah, me too. And they could, what they used to do on Arrow is what was happening in the past was affecting the, what was going on in the mo- in the current day. So, so that could be interesting what they do with that. Um, so Phoenix Shan wakes him up and he gets suited up. I, at first I thought the suiting up scene was a little cheesy, but then when I watched the episode a second time, I was like, nah, this is badass. I, I, I thought it was pretty cool. Did you guys like that? Of course. I mean... It's Boba Fett. What is he known for? His suit. What do you want to see him in? His suit. So, yeah. yeah. I And I love her, too. Like, even her putting on her little suit. Um, I, love a, I love a good armor. <laughs> yeah. Do you think he always has... Mike. Jake, you're muted. That helps. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say, I just love that they didn't make it, like, a big deal. Right? Like... It wasn't like the ending of the episode. It just like yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it makes sense because he's a literally a crime lord. And they call, I love that they call him the crime lord in this episode. Um, that he would have droids who help him do it. So uh, it it does make sense how it all kind of happens. Yeah, no, for sure. It was it was cool. And at least they didn't put the helmet on for him, right? They <laughs> They hand it to him. So that was cool. But I think a big, probably one of the most important scenes of this whole episode is everyone paying tribute to him coming to visit him bringing him gifts uh was there any standouts to you guys during this scene 
Well, the uh, um, first of all, 88, great callback again. Uh, and I know Brian for the whole Schmodown aspect of it all, like having 88 appear is just amazing. <laughs> I um, saw it and I went, uh, <laughs> it's very much what they did with R5, uh, in Mando's was that season one? That was season one, yes, right? season one, uh, where R5 showed up, um, on Tatooine again after the whole New Hope thing. Um, but the Trandoshan was actually played by Robert Rodriguez, which was really cool. Oh, really? I didn't um, know that. Yeah. That's I don't cool. know. I'm sure he wasn't in the actual prosthetic, but he voiced him. Oh, um, nice. Which was the cool thing. Uh, but no, I mean, it's it's interesting. It makes sense. The whole tribute thing. Obviously, you can talk about the mayor's assistant because um, he was the one that was kind of like the big part of it all. Yeah. Um, but it, it definitely made sense. You know, I, it was interesting to see Boba and Fennec kind of like interact. And Fennec was like, do you want me to kill him? And he's like, no, no, no. Like, we're, we're good this time. Um, and I, I love it because I love seeing their relationship together. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was definitely like, it makes sense. I expect to see more of that. Oh, I think we will too. I love seeing the Trandoshans. I love it. I'm a sucker for an alien. Like Trandoshans. I mean, it's not a spoiler because everyone can literally figure it out in the trailer that the mayor is the Ithorian. Yes. Uh, so, like, I'm, I'm Ithorians are my favorite hmm. alien. So I'm excited to see that and just. Yeah, I mean, him just sitting there, you're just like, you get that sense of like, oh, he is the big, the big guy now. And I mean, hearing the Trandoshan speak perfect basic was weird. <laughs> yeah, no, none, none of I like needed a little more. Sounds. Yeah, a little more S's uh-huh. in his speak. Um, and he was holding a Wookiee pelt. Oh, that's their thing, Aww. though. I know, but I was like, "Oh no!" Um, I'm trying. I feel like, well, I st- I just loved how the how eighty-eight just wanted to like torture people. Like he's like, well, that was his thing. I know, and it was just like he's still a little murder bot that wants to torture things, and he's like thrown off when he doesn't oh, get well, the torture. Who are the the two guys that worked for? Oh, the guards. Like, Fortuna, yeah, the guards. Yeah, yeah. 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 What I forgot, uh, species I are they? What? What species are they? Do you guys know? It's um, the uh, oh my god! Why? Am oh I my like, god! I've been talking I'm, about them. I'm blanking all of a sudden. Me too. Now that yeah, I'm on the spot. I turned to you guys for species, but uh, uh, I just wanted Gamorian. to say on um, Gamorian. There guards. we go. I was yeah, gonna yeah, say yeah. it sounds like something Marvel, but it, yeah, yeah. I, I love those the inclusion of them because I, I heard some people complaining like, oh, they would never, you know, they would have betrayed him. I'm like, no, did you not pay attention? They said they were loyal to to Jabba. They were loyal to Bib, and they yeah, they did try to escape when when Boba Fett took over, but he's like, will you guys be loyal to me if I spare your life? And they kneel down. And I knew from that moment on, they're going to be loyal to him from now on. It's like a Koye, right? Like she wants to go with Nakia in black Panther, but she's loyal to the throne, not who sits on it. Exactly. Right. Like it's no matter whoever sits on that throne, she's loyal to it. Very similar to them. That's their job. Like they're loyal to whoever is there, no matter what. And I, I love that they brought them back into the fold. It's funny because they were in the trailers. They're peppered throughout there, but you don't ever really notice them because they're in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cool to see them in action, even if it was for like a small part. Yeah, like, that was one of my favorite things is that they're just they I saw them and was like, OK, they're just going to get murdered at some point. Like they, they have an actual do. role. They actually mm-hmm. did something other than get eaten or killed. Like, 
That's literally all we've ever seen them do. Which I'm interested from all like the the rumors and stuff. Like I'm interested in seeing how they how that comes back into the fold with the beast that Jabba always has on hand and eventually how that could play into this series if we do and I'm forgetting the name of the beast what's the name of the beast again Rancor Rancor what yeah. if we see a Rancor what kind of connection they could possibly have to a Rancor um and I also love just seeing practical effect aliens like it's always fun and yeah. they looked great they didn't look like they missed a beat um they probably look are they're probably the same exact uh ones from Return of the Jedi which would make sense um but that wasn't like the only alien species that we called back to, which was a lot of fun. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So the obviously, like you said, Jake, the mayor's assistant was probably the most significant part of this. And while I like what what he was his purpose in this scene, I didn't like he was talking too modern for me. It it didn't feel Star Wars. No, it didn't. But Did we've seen that, that a couple times throughout um, like these shows. I if I remember correctly, wasn't there like something about the um the bar owner in the mandalorian episode one where people were like she was just kind of like talking like she wasn't talking like star wars she just felt like she was modern when they I went think to it the was Widow's the mechanic planet. right or maybe it was the mechanic it might have been the mechanic yeah, the, Either, uh amy sedaris or something yeah like her character in, yeah or also the mandalorian episode one with uh horatio sands Yes, right? that too. That, also yeah. that like people are like, well, they don't feel Star Wars. And I think that's just kind of like a thing. And yeah. I'm used to it now. Whereas maybe two, three years ago, I would have been like, that guy should be talking different. He looks yeah. different. But now because we've seen it so much, I'm like, it doesn't feel Star Wars. But to me, it does. I don't bat an eye at it because we've yeah. seen it so much over the last couple of years. It's not like the first time it happened, you know? Yeah. And it's. It, it didn't bother me as much because he was just so over the top. Like, well, that too. I, yeah. He just seemed so like, of course, of course. He was super arrogant. Super yeah, arrogant. Yeah. yeah. So it, it didn't bother me. I, I just, just, just like, oh, this guy's going to get messed up at some point. He, like, he's going to die a horrible death at some point. Yeah. And so, I, yeah. It was interesting because he basically threatened him. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Was leading. Dude, Fennec, Fennec is going to kill that guy. I'm calling it right now. Fennec Dude, is Fennec is a like bloodthirsty. Oh, she's awesome. Well, I love that. I love that Boba was like, "This is Master Assassin Fennec Shan." Like, mm -hmm. that, like yeah. what a cool title. That's like, her she's title. Yeah, <laughs> she's not just bounty hunter. She's the Master Assassin. Yeah, they're literally like not sugarcoating it. They're, yeah, this isn't the hand of Boba Fett. No, she's the Master Assassin. She's going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. so. Yeah, so that, I mean, people know not to mess with him because he's got her right next to her side. She might have been my favorite part of this whole episode. I love how she constantly just is willing to kill anybody that disrespects them. And he's like, no, no, let's hold on a second. <laughs> like Them uh, changing their mind to keep her alive the best was oh, a brilliant oh, did, Were they thinking about leaving her dead? She wasn't supposed to come back. Yeah, she oh, was just a one-off character. Originally, yeah, it was just a one-off for that episode. And she was just supposed to die. Thank yeah. goodness, because we've seen her in the Bad Batch where I, I loved her in the Bad Batch and we wouldn't have seen her there. Or was that a, was that in the past? It was in the past, but still, I mean, yeah. there was all, if they killed her, I mean, there was but a chance. We'd never see never her again her. in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, it's, you can, ne like, getting rid of Ming-Nong Wen is the worst decision you can ever make in your entire life. Like, she is so good. Yeah. And I was an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan. Like, I watched it all the way through. She was one of, if not the best part of the entire series. Um. 
her agent may is brilliant and i love seeing her in the star wars world because in that world she was kind of a bounty hunter in a way like assassin mm -hmm. but now she can go like full-fledged like assassin bounty hunter um and the fennec character is just so interesting like her relationships with people uh and specifically boba and i'm interested to see if they met before like if flashbacks reveal if they have known each other or if he just saved her um out of like thought they addressed in. it in mandalorian no maybe not so yeah. i don't think they did it feels like they've known each other for a long time it like they've at least crossed paths yeah, yeah and the bounty hunter world of course they probably recognize each other but like mm -hmm. Fennec has been operating since the yeah. Clone Wars days. That's true. Yeah. So they and must then, know about each other at least. And like it may it like I know that she doesn't look it, but Ming-Nong Wen's in her fifties, which would put Fennec around the same age. She'd yeah. have to be because what Attack of the Clones to this is thirty years. That's what I'm saying, and like that yeah. would put her older than Boba Fett technically, even though she may oh, not look possible. like it. Technically, she would she would be older than him. I'm interested in seeing how or if they ever cross paths via flashbacks because it seems like the flashbacks are going to play a really really big part in the whole series yeah that's don't, true they need to make sure that they don't one-off bounty hunters and assassins anymore the because, worst decision you can do because those are the ones that people end up loving like and being so into and she's i mean our first true more than just a 10 second thing about female bounty hunter like we don't the only other one was zam wessel in attack of the clones and she was there for 10 minutes in live action so, yeah i mean there was a yeah. lot of them in the clone wars and stuff but yeah 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 well and then aura sing sitting didn't the gunslinger seconds. die in in the mandalorian <laughs> but uh, nobody was a big fan of him yeah, right I, did yeah. he, he died right yes i think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah no i mean she she's a master class Actress. she's 58 she's 58 wow she's she just that's what i'm saying yeah. she does not look at <laughs> she does look at her yeah it's she's fantastic and i think one thing that star wars is doing that's kind of cool is they are taking characters that we first met when they were young and redo and giving them their due when these actors and actresses are older mm -hmm. and like you're only hopefully going to become a better actor actress the longer you work so i mean like tomorrow Mer to i can yeah i, tongue well, oh, I mean tomorrow tomorrow, Morrison, if tomorrow we Morrison. do the math like she is older than boba fett because we know when boba fett like he yeah. aged normally he didn't age like a clone like he was never enhanced or anything so so yeah. she is older than him, which doesn't really matter, but it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so they, so the scene with the uh, mayor's assistant, I think is important because Brian and I were talking like, this episode didn't really give you any hint to what's next, really, or leave you any, there was no cliffhanger. There was no, this is what you're going to see next time. The only thing setting up future storylines was this, uh, the threat of him and the mayor going to come butt heads at some point in the future. So that was pretty cool. I believe after this, they head to Mo Mos Espa. And Jake, Brian and I were talking about this. Isn't this Anakin's hometown? Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was Moss Eisley. I could be wrong. No, I don't think he's from either. Yeah, I, I thought he was from Moss Espa. But either way, because I know it, it says uh, this town is makes an appearance in The Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. And they don't go anywhere else 
on, on Tatooine. If that was the case, then yes. But I could have swore it was something. It is Mos Hespa. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's it's. I guess it's called Tatooine's Lost City. Yeah. So that's uh, pretty. Doesn't cool, look very that. lost. No. <laughs> I know, well, right? Remember, this is also like what forty years later. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's grown since then. But it, yeah, in Attack of the Clones, I guess I. I guess we only saw a part of it, and there is mm-hmm. one point where Qui-Gon is looking over the city, I guess. Yeah. Um, it just didn't look that big, but I mean that's cool. That's that's very cool if that's the case. I wonder if like I mean it won't come into play, obviously, but like no. hearing of Anakin or something like that. I don't know. Just it could be curious. It's and, just cool to go back there because we always go back to Moss Eisley. And mistake me if I'm wrong, and I know I'm jumping ahead, but is that not the Skywalker's home at the end of the episode? It looked like it, but I think that's just your standard moisture evaporator. It looks like it looks like their home, like the way it all it was all set up and everything. But anyway, that's just jumping too far ahead. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you're talking like the very last scene. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I didn't I didn't notice it. But like Brian said, that just me. That might <laughs> be what houses look like there. <laughs> Watto uh, could very easily be around with the species, but I doubt it. That, that yeah. guy probably was, died a horrible death. He was pretty old yeah. seeming and. Yeah, yeah yeah anyway jacob go ahead no what'd you guys think about uh at least re- returning to mas espa or you know it was fun i'm interested in the aspect of like that uh like almost it almost felt like a stripper bar like that's the it was a casino right yeah but it it, it, it very mean, much was a casino but a it almost felt like a stripper bar. <laughs> like it just it, I, it i mean yeah with the way those twilight I mean, helmet cleaners. Prostitution <laughs> exists up. in Star Wars. Canada, That's what I'm right? saying. But uh, I'm yeah. I'm very interested in that aspect because now Boba is in control. Like she said at the end, as she walks away, she goes, this is like, it's now yours because he's now the crime Lord. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm interested in seeing how that all comes into play and him having to like handle everything. Um, I love the actress that plays the main Twi'lek who owns the establishment. I forget her is name. She- I keep hearing people say, but I don't know what she's from, but she, they have absolutely nailed the look of Twi'leks. Yes, mm-hmm. 100%. The practical they, side of it is brilliant. They look They great. look real. Like, the, there's no, like, they don't need to do that whole, like, headdress to cover maybe, like, where a seam would be or something. Like, they look so real in hers. I don't think we've ever seen a like a normal like skin toned a white a white twilight. Just say it, a white twilight. Yeah, like a yeah. So it's like I was like, oh, her name is Jennifer Beals, by the way. Um, She is a very very well known TV actress. Okay. Uh, She's been in like she was in Flashdance a long time ago, um, the Taken TV series. She was in in the Book of Eli, (laughs) Devil in a Blue Dress. So she's actually done a lot of movies, but over the last number of years, she's done a lot of television. Um, Oh, yeah, I recognize her. Yeah, I I actually really really like her. Um, And I'm I'm very excited to see, uh, like, her role. And I hope it's bigger than what we've seen from other characters, like in Mandalorian, because sometimes it's just like a one-off that we see these characters in. Mm -hmm. Uh, I hope she's, like, constantly in the series. And some person we didn't, skip over is max rebo we got a max rebo appearance uh jacob he is the blue alien playing the drone oh that's right that's right yeah um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's awesome what what a great little callback that dude's still playing killer music killer music he made yeah, it out we he never knew what out. happened to him right so yeah, and it looks like uh 
Um, and I always figure, mix up figure and Dan. Yeah, I was gonna say, which one do you think it is, Brian? I don't know. They all look like <laughs> the most, the most Isley uh, Cantina, figure and Dan. I it, it seems like mm. Max Rebo and Dan have, have uh, you know, combined forces a little bit. So. I didn't see it because I haven't gone back to watch it, but I know we watched uh, Alex and Molly's, and they apparently there was a astromech droid that's like playing his head is like a, a, no. <laughs> a symbol that's like oh wow and then he has that's like great. other stuff he's a drummer that's great. Uh, that's oh size noodles is it size noodles that would make sense that would make sense fair enough yeah. i don't know they all have crazy names yeah. it's hard to remember <laughs> and but, apparently every time boba goes here he's gonna get a fat <laughs> chunk of change in his right, helmet, right? that he'll just lose in a heartbeat um but uh, back to your original question, Jacob, I, I think the whole Moss Espa thing is very interesting. Yeah. Because um, I think it's going to it's gonna look and feel and operate a lot different than what Moss Eisley has looked like in the past. Right? Moss Eisley was the scum of the universe coming, yeah. you know, and this is very much seems like bougie. almost like the... <laughs> it seemed well, bougie. It's well, like... that, I was going to say, like, almost like the Las Vegas of tattooing. Yeah. Right? Like, it was like a high mm -hmm. roller city in a way. Yeah. And now he has kind of control over a lot of it. Um, I will say yes, I, the people that control. came after him. Well, yeah, control. Uh, yeah. The people that came after him, I think, I don't think are ultimately going to be bad guys. Um, I think they might be a little confused on the new, the newcomer on the block. Um, but I, it, the politics of everything Mos Espa very much interests me because Star Wars politics, when it's done right, is some of the best politics, period. Um, yeah, so I mean, it, and this is like crime politics like yeah. the crime world politics this is like your gangster movie bro this is what we've been wanting to see a lot of people have been wanting to see with boba fett and, yeah. and the underworld and stuff yeah i i'm excited for this and i think somebody asked earlier in the chat do we think it was the mayor who sent those goons after 100 boba fett 100%. yeah and that would make sense right yeah yeah oh, he's I probably mean, just confused where yeah. Bib Fortuna is or or testing him at the very least like yeah maybe like his loyalty or trust well, they or both expected a tribute from one another and neither of them gave it to them they didn't boba fett say your tribute is to walk out of here alive or something yeah yeah uh i mean but, it's yeah. it's i'm i'm very curious to see this mayor type thing just because it's like that almost seems like he's kind of going to be like the big bad almost which is weird i think they i got don't some know surprises for well, us it, it, i mean this is how my brain works but um oh john pedro's right john uh, john pedro's right tracksuit yeah, gang tracksuit track mafia. mafia there we go bro, star wars bro it's all connected <laughs> star wars bro um no i i think my brain works like when i see stuff i go back to what has happened in trailers and if you look in the trailers mm -hmm. it's boba kind of like bringing together what we can think of being like the crime bosses very yeah, much what right. I, what I saw in like the dark night where the Joker brings all Gotham's crime Lords together. Right. And the mayor is going to be the one that they're pretty much going up against. And they want to take back Moss Espa. What I'm imagining is going to happen, but I well, could I be completely off on that. Well, I don't know how you guys felt, but I almost feel a little bit like right now, in this current setting, like the crime lords aren't that important. Like it almost feels like Moss Espa is kind of like running like a normal government, uh, like 
Yeah, they, like they yeah. lost their power. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. the better way to like say. Like they it. don't have the power and the ability to be themselves anymore. Yeah, because like I don't know about you, but like Bib Fortuna is not job of the hut. Like he probably I'm, didn't support him. Yeah, he got fat while he was on his like. That well, this is the like, when the empire was in charge, they let this crime run like they encouraged it right and yeah because they had ultimate control yeah and i think java was pro-empire if i'm not mistaken at the very least because he just did like what i know that said, they said but... like like the like some worlds were under the hut control but towards the yeah. end i'm pretty sure that at some point it was either you're the rebellion or empire and i'm pretty sure java was at yeah. minimal empire which means well I mean, at least he was cool just with for... them right yeah i mean yeah. You, it was like, you leave me alone, I leave you alone type thing. Oh, I well, mean, yeah, I mean, Empire Boba is working for Jabba. Exactly, yeah. lets him take on, like, yes. So yeah. Jabba was 100% pro-Empire, um, yeah. which now the dynamics are completely shifting, which is, and have shifted in the just a few years since the mayor has either taken over or has been there. Yeah. Um, so and so since like, the Empire is disintegrated. So. Who knows if, you know, the New Republic is cracking down on these crime bosses I and doubt it's not it. as easy to run it you know yeah i highly doubt it i'm sure that they have because they're still very small they've never True. been like super big and if i'm not mistaken at this time period they were like shifting like systems for their yeah like they're That's doing true. things on their own and tattoo so it's not like so they had far, control yeah. it's so far out on the outer rim they probably don't have like the ability to cover something like that yeah no that's a good point and haven't they said like after after Return of the Jedi, it was kind of like the Wild West. Until, which is what we're kind of, I'm feeling until like. Until the New Republic took over, yeah. Uh, so what did you guys think of the action scene we got? These guys surround them with the shields, and they kind of got to get out of it. I, I thought it was cool. I mean. My laundry uh, sucks. Yeah. Is I that mean, a droid? They were, yeah. 88, <laughs> torturing uh, someone. Uh, I mean, they were clearly kind of overpowered. They caught off Outnumbered, guard. yeah. Um, but never count out Fennec Shan because she's no. a master assassin, and I love when he goes, uh, Fennec, follow or whatever he said. Like, and she just, well, no, he said, uh, he said, uh, he said, alive. Fennec, alive, yeah, 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 that's yeah. it, alive. Yeah, she like, kicks oh, one of them off a building. Well, I mean, he only, only one. one, he only needed one, yeah, so technically, she's right. You know, yeah, I love that scene though, where she's like looking at him and just, and I knew, I knew it was gonna happen, but she just power drives him over the 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 edge, and then she has one left. Like, duh. I wonder if Boba Fett is like, it seems like he's not willing to just kill anybody for no reason. Well, he, I mean, I think he said in this episode, right? He doesn't want to rule with fear but respect. Mm -hmm. He said that, right? I think it's yeah. that was the trailers, and then no, it's in this episode, and then yeah. she says, uh, she says fear is better. Yeah, well, she, yeah, she said sometimes yeah. fear like that. Sometimes you need a little fear to get respect or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, he's he's changed. He's flipped the page, right? He's not the classic Boba that we know from Empire and Return. He's kind of grown a little bit. He's gone through some some ish. Um, I the, the action scene was very cool, though. I I think that was just like the tip of the iceberg. I love when Boba just literally blows a dude up. With a torpedo rocket. Yeah, I was wondering, was did the amazing. guy just completely blow up, or did he get? Oh, I, I think he, I think he just he just disappeared. Yeah, yeah. I think the it's, dude just absolutely disappeared, and it was like the greatest thing. It was like when remember when Mando pulled out his disintegration rifle? Oh yeah, like, yeah. that was cool. But then this one, I'm like, 
the dude just aimed and fired like like a so missile. this was anything other than disney there would have been like meat parts falling down <laughs> yeah like, he got annihilated yeah. yeah it was it was very cool i that love rooftop cool. action chase scenes and this one lived up to it very cool music uh it's not ludwig gornson it's i'm forgetting her name um i'll pull it up at some point but she did a dude, great he went job hard in the score though well yeah, ludwig did the main thing yeah, he did the main thing for boba um which has a little empire feel in there and then there's a little bit of Mandalorian feel in there. But the overall uh, scores of the episode, um, I actually enjoyed quite a bit of the music. Um, and I like that they're giving someone else the opportunity to do Star Wars rather than just John Williams, Jay Kino, and Ludwig Gorenson, right? Like, um, it's it's very cool. But yeah, I thought the action was very cool. And it's ground level, which is something that we don't get to see a lot of in Star Wars, right? It's it's not like super high. Yeah, you ain't going to see the stuff. force in these shows. It's it's going to be... It's fist-to-fist contact. It's using uh, their electro staffs or, you know, uh, arm rockets or whatever it may be. And, um, yeah, so I, I loved it. I thought it was cool. Well, the cool thing, I think literally in every Star Wars movie and every Star Wars show, maybe even every episode of every Star Wars show, there's space travel. Like, they're going to different planets. I think we might spend all this whole entire show. I don't think we're leaving. I don't think we're leaving. I, and I, I think there's enough there that we don't have to. No, I agree. And I think that's uh, cool because we never get that. Well, I don't see the the point either. Well, people are going to be coming to him, right? He's yeah, in Jabba's exactly. palace. He's in Moss Espa. We see like how big of a spaceport that is. Yeah. Like there's going to be enough traffic there where he doesn't have to leave for Well, now. and he, he can't leave. If he leaves, he risks losing control. That and I will say yeah. that earlier we did see him in the Slave 1. So ah, I'm interested in okay. why he's using it, but maybe he's just traveling across Tatooine, mm, which could very maybe. much be. I mean, I get the situation spray. where he leaves. Uh, sorry, sorry, the fire spray. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Whatever. Um, fire spray one. So, so we talked about the flashbacks a little bit, but uh, I mean, a lot of people are talking online, very Western, how he's getting dragged through the sand. Like it, those shots look amazing. Um, the volume was he- so good. Oh, he yeah. got his ass kicked yeah, so many times in yeah. this oh, yeah. show. Episode. He got humbled real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I love so it too because it seems like um like the obvious theme of everything is kind of like vengeance, right? Like he's kind of coming back from the dead per se. He's kind of wants See, to now take I back. think I do you say vengeance? I think it's second chance. Okay, may, okay, maybe that's a better way of saying it. Second chance. Maybe I think we're ta- talking about the same thing, but that's the more positive way of saying it. Yeah, because um, I think a lot of what he's doing. When I think vengeance. Right? I think Anakin going to the Tuscan. Okay, so right, then, then we're gonna then second chance, second chance. That's a better way. Of saying it. I mean, he took out Bid Fortuna. That's pretty vengeful. That's so. yeah. That's yes. Um, I, but it's I love the flashbacks in this episode alone for one reason is because it seems like the flashbacks are creating and manipulating kind of what's happening in present day. And when yeah. I say that is like. When he's with these Tuscan Raiders, he's learning things. And like the Tuscan Raiders, they gave him, like Brian said, a second chance. Now he is almost, instead of going attack first, I'll, you know, I'll ask for forgiveness later. He's now going about things a different way, possibly because of what happened with the Tuscan Raiders. Like it seems like everything is kind of connecting. And those flashbacks are happening for a reason, not just to tell his story in the past but to kind of connect what's happening in the future or present, I should say very much like, well, that's why I had made the connection to arrow. Exactly. Yeah. Every time something happened in present day arrow, 
they would flash back mm -hmm. to how he learned that or what happened to make him do that, that be involved in that situation. And it almost feels like they're doing the same thing here, which I really like. Yeah, yeah that I can like, work because you don't want flashbacks for no reason. Right? Yeah. Yeah, no, they're not going to waste this whole show doing flashbacks for no point. Like the flashbacks are going to help push the story. Mm -hmm. um, I, yeah, I I love the Tuscan Raider stuff that's mm -hmm. happening. Um, clearly, they're not your standard Tuscan Raiders. I mean, he had to earn their respect by they're saving fighters. Yeah, by saving one of their kids. Uh, I just loved how he literally, the Tuscan Raider leader or whatever, doesn't even look at him. He just hands him the hands water, him the water. And walks away. Okay, you guys got to tell me, does that creature have a name? What is the name of that creature? Yeah, it's called, uh, it's 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 the dude from Mortal Kombat. Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> Goro. That's Goro, funny. yeah. I, and I honestly, I didn't even think about Mortal Kombat, but I freaking love the design of that creature. Well, uh, and I love that he has, he has, uh, Six legs, six, right? Six, six legs. Arms. He had arms. two legs and then four. But they, but they were all the same, so he can crawl on all six or come yeah. up. So Whereas he can, Goro, Goro he's like had a caterpillar. Two feet and four arms, right? Yeah. These were like six feet. Not so he could two. stand up on two feet. Yeah. Or crawl on four legs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it was, yeah. it was, it was so cool. I'm, I mean, we're not, probably never going to see the creature again, but it, it'd be very cool. I'm interested in seeing like that kind of creature, like, their involvement in Tatooine because it seems like Tatooine is a hell of a lot more going on than we think they do. I'd be um, so scared just to walk well, and just take. That's a what walk I'm saying. Like there's just 100%. so much out there that you, you don't just know about. Step on one of those. Like there's probably gone. a sandworm from Dune out there or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, I heard people were like, "We've never seen that one before." I'm like, "You've got to think there's so much in that desert more than just." Yeah, we haven't seen every creature that uh, exists. A <laughs> rancor and a. Uh, uh, what Star are the uh, yeah. the the crate dragon. Crate dragon, thank oh, you. Yeah. Well, oh, I was I meant uh, Sarlacc, not. Uh, oh no, crate dragon. So yeah. crate dragon, Sarlacc, and then um, what you just said. I forgot what you said. I don't think. See, I don't. I don't. The rancors aren't even native to. No, they're not native. Though. And we learned that in uh, the Bad Batch. Yeah. So I mean, like, other than the, the crate dragon, that's a great comparison. Oh my god! It a hundred percent. It literally. Yeah. That's. Well, and we have to remember we have to remember that at one point Tatooine was all water in Star Wars yeah. history. So there is a mm. lot out there that has adapted over the years that people probably have never seen. It's uh, a planet so used, that is all sand. They did used to be think, like sea monsters that adapted yeah. over time. Yeah. What did you guys think immediately when the paw did you think it was like a crate dragon I or something? It was a dragon. Yeah. Yeah. I was just I, like, I thought it looked too small though. I don't know. I guess you I mean see I never could have guessed that it was something like this. Oh no, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Goro just pops out well, of the ground. <laughs> I actually I actually thought it was some kind of fossil. I didn't think it was That's actually I alive. Thought I thought it was dead. Like I thought they were just gonna find something that was hey, gonna like scare them or something. They're deep sleepers, right? Because <laughs> it's yeah, I thought it was just right gonna be like the they were there for time. hours. They were digging yeah. for hours. That dude was just like sleeping, you know. And what these yeah. little rocks have water inside them. Yeah, yeah, they're like little sea anemones that have water yeah. inside of them. Which that's a very cool aspect to how the sand people live, right? Because obviously Tatooine's all sand. It's another cool thing to add to their culture of how they survive. Because we see, yeah. right, like when when Boba and um the alien are digging, the kid Tuscan is just like hanging out like he's on a beach mm -hmm. when he's they're asleep. dying. 
Yeah. Right. And they clearly have adapted and they're able to understand the land a little bit more. But those little water patches help them. It might just it might not just be water either. It might actually like hydrate you a hell of a lot more than any other liquid might. Yeah. yeah Again, possibly. another even though they weren't used, like seeing another alien like the Rodians, like what a what a more. what a dude, what a doucher though, right? Yeah, he was literally he could have escaped and he went like and yeah, that was like a full on alarm system. Yeah, well, he got <laughs> smushed to death. So, <laughs> what, like, what blow killed him? I I thought for a second he was gonna like rip him in half. I thought but... he was gonna rip him in half, but then I thought to myself, wait, this is Disney, that's not happening. Yeah. So, the, I think the smash via like T Rex foot on the head killed him. They are yeah. so careful with the kills in this show. Yeah. They make it to where they can say, "Oh no, they they didn't die. They he just fell no. back or no, he fell that, off the building. That, that he got mushed. That he." Got. He's no, they, uh, half they really now. all are dead, but Disney could be like, Well, we never technically confirmed that they're dead, <laughs> you know. It's like everyone they, who dies in this episode, they make it still brutal, but it's not yeah. it's not excessive. They just enough. don't show it, they just don't yeah. show the actual death. It's it's all implied. I wish that enough. he turned around and then we saw him just do this. So you didn't actually see it, but you saw his arms flail out. Because I think yeah. that would have been like, it would have made more sense if he did that rather than Smash, but at the same time, I get it at Disney. Like, whatever. Yeah, but, he, got, he got effed up pretty good no, either way. Yeah. He, well, he what kill was worse? Sure. The dude getting blown up or are you getting uh, smushed? The dude like getting worse death? Up. Yeah, what do you think? The blow um, up. I don't, would you rather I mean, get smushed or blown up? Blown up. Blown up. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you just you don't have time to think. You just instantly blown up. That, and that also, he got the crap beat out of him, and then smushed. Well, yeah. and to his to that guy's point, who you know, rest in peace. Uh, his face was facing the other way, so he actually never saw it coming, which is even better reason. Rest yeah. in peace. Yeah. <laughs> we don't even, rest in peace, wall guy. Wall peace is <laughs> rest in peace. He was he was a snitch. So yeah, there you yeah. Go. Or he, yeah. So um, anything else you guys want to talk about with this episode, or any predictions? What what's coming next? I'm just excited. Um, I'm I I want to see more of Camino. I think that would be very oh, cool. Please. That little tease of like the no. split second. I was like, no way. We're doing I, this. I squealed I like that. a little girl. And it <laughs> I would I would love to see more of Camino. Um, but I, I don't know if we will. It seems like it's gonna be more so all the flashbacks after he escaped the Sarlacc pit. Mm-hmm. Um if I had to make a like a prediction or something I wanted, this has nothing to do with the episode, but I just I want to see Boba and Cad Bane face off at some point, whether it's flashbacks or in the main timeline. Um, I think you can easily tell that that uh, that squash Clone War story in a flashbacks form of something that happened in those five years of where what he's been doing or something. Um, There's no way they're not gonna notch. Tell the story of the debt in his helmet. In that's what action. I'm saying, man. It's happening. It's it's well, uh, yeah. It's, we haven't yeah. seen a lot. They've been pretty secretive with this show, right? We haven't seen a lot in the, the trailers. trailers. Were literally all the first episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like so, one for or the most two part, itsy like, bitsy thing. Yeah, like the crime lord meeting and stuff, and then there's a few other shots. But for the most part, like I'd say, like 85 percent of it was from the first episode. So we kind of mm-hmm. have no idea what's coming, which is exciting, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just need to hear. Cad Bane's voice in the like shadows. Yep. And then him emerge. Well, first it's the spurs and then it's the voice. Yeah. Like if I hear 
his voice before I see him, like I will freak out. Yep, and we same. we would have no idea who's playing him, right? No, like, it would. You could do anyone. Like that doesn't even need to be a yeah. an act. Like I'm, that could I'm, be a I'm almost hopeful that they do what they did with Queel. And they have someone play a practical effect, but they get the person who actually voiced him in Clone Wars. I, it yeah. needs to be the same be voice cool. person. I, I um, think that would be a really cool thing that they would, they could do. Do you guys think yeah. we're going to see... Because uh, Timothy Oliphant's character is still on Tatooine, right? I think we might think at we'll least him. glimpse him because they him. took the armor and he got the armor. Mm -hmm. I, I think we'll see him. I don't think they're going to interact, but he might be like in the distance or yeah. something. I mean, it makes the most sense, right? They're literally on the same planet, not too far away well, and, from each other. And so, and well, the reason why I think it's a high possibility is because we know that Timothy Oliphant in the flashbacks of that episode, we see him in the sand crawler, mm -hmm. right? Where is the armor right now? It's in the sand crawler. So I think there's definitely us. a chance that we could see him um, in some form. I don't know if like they'll interact because I don't know if it makes sense if they interact. But if Boba's trying to maybe strengthen his grip a little bit over just not just Mos Vespa, but farther, he could reach out to uh, to his town, which is very possible. So, yeah, I mean, we could see him in the flashbacks, too, because yeah. that's who has his armor. I mean, yep. they, I don't think they'll cross paths because that means Boba Fett failed in getting his armor back because mm -hmm. he doesn't get it until he gets it from from the Mandalorian. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for this series because I don't know what's coming next. That that's what's uh, more intriguing to me. Um, but yeah, that should do it for this episode of the Fandalorian Club, a Boba Fett episode one, Stranger in a Strange Land. Uh, I want to thank Jake and Brian for joining me. I am Jacob Bartley, and we're going to be doing this every week. So come back. We'll be talking Boba Fett episode two next week. We're going to aim for around Wednesday, Thursday for these. Try to get them out as soon as possible, and. Yeah, this is our last show of 2020, technically, right? So it is. Yeah. yeah so everybody have a Stay great safe, year. Stay safe, y'all. Don't party as hard as I would, which is not at all. Yeah, he's not going <laughs> to stay up till midnight. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm just staying at home. Stay up till Twelve midnight. Five is my bedtime. Go mate. to sleep. Yeah, so exactly. True. Exactly. But uh, we will be back next week, though. In 2021, I believe we're might be doing our most anticipated. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I, only people who watch this show mumbo jumbo is what he's talking about. Don't mumbo be don't be disappointed <laughs> if you don't get that. But uh, but yes, thank you all for watching. We'll see you next time.